Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Big Joel Show. Uh, Very excited today. Today, I've got Clayton Collins with me. He is the president and CEO of Housing Wire, and I'm really excited to talk to him. We don't know each other. We're just meeting. I was I almost had him here in studio, and then he got rerouted. So uh, he's coming at us live from you're at you're at uh, you're at the home base in Dallas, correct? Yes, sir. We are based here in Las Colinas, right outside of Dallas, near the DFW airport. That's right, DFW. I call it the concrete jungle. There's more concrete going on in DFW than any place else. Um, and you know, Clayton is a super interesting guy. Uh, I've seen him do some other interviews. And I was excited to talk to him, um, Clayton. You know, my audience is. Uh, you know, anyone selling anything, but mainly a lot of loan officers, real estate agents, brokers, uh, mortgage executives, uh, a lot of people, those are, those are the main people that watch this. So I'm sure, you know, I hear every day, this is so common every day. Well, did you see blah on housing wire? Did you see well, on housing wire? Did you see, you know, you, you have, uh, you know, very quickly really become uh, the go-to. So tell me a little bit about you and housing wire to start before I want to ask your opinion on some things. Yeah, well, uh, tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, originally from Vero Beach, Florida, um, worked in New York at, at Citibank and Royal Bank of Canada, spent a little time in North Carolina. So, so venturing out here to Dallas is really my first time off the East Coast. So it would have been a lot easier to get to you in D.C. if I was yeah, yeah. My, it's all the good. first 30 years of my life on, uh, on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I grew up around the financial services industry. Um, coming into Housing Wire was I had a really kind of uh, fortuitous uh, kind of launching point. My my dad is a mortgage broker, so I grew up around the industry um, from my very first uh, called a jobs, really a chore, like being eight years old, helping him set up furniture when he opened up his first mortgage brokerage branch, and um, and then being in uh, middle school, high school, and helping him put kind of the Manila envelope files into um, into Excel, so he had a CRM list to start working off of. I've been around the industry long before I was ready to actually have a real job, uh, which is. <laughs> Uh, kind of no idea I was building up a knowledge base for what would become my career, but um, it's turned out to be a pretty important base of knowledge as uh, where I am today at Housing Wire with the fortune of providing information and news to mortgage and real estate executives and professionals across the country. So, so uh, tell me a little bit. Share with everybody how it works. You know, I, I hear all the time, you know, I, I constantly am talking to loan officers and real estate agents. I mean, it's just you guys are you guys are a, 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 a tech savvy um, media outlet really for our industry. And you guys get stuff on the wire fast. So, I mean, you got you guys usually know, you know. Before anybody else, what's going on? How, how does that work? Do you have reporters? T- tell everyone how it works a little bit, and then I want to ask you some questions. Yeah, so Housing Wire was founded 10 years ago, and that 10-year that mark is really important for us because it means that we were founded in a time where the news environment and the media landscape was already in the full swing transition to the digital world. So we were founded as a digital first media company. So all of the the editors and the marketers and the executives that were hired for the business had that digital first lean and were very comfortable with technology and evaluating solutions, not just for today, but um, keeping us ahead two, three years and planning a really important technology roadmap so we can stay fast and stay nimble and um, be able to reach our audience where where they are. So when you kind of go back 10 years and you see how housing wires evolved, coming right out of the financial crisis, we had a heavy focus on the the servicing market and secondary markets. And our audience was really built around executives in the mortgage origination, servicing, and secondary markets. As you watch where the the industry, as the industry has evolved, so 
so have we. And we've been able to really kind of transition our coverage to better monitoring what's happening in the rate environment as we've watched the rates kind of continually kind of come down over the last um, decade or more than decade, but decade for us, and uh, watch the transition from what was uh, the biggest housing crash in our, our country's history to what's been a really hot and, um, and vibrant origination market. And uh, so as we've watched what's happened in the news cycle, we've been able to uh, continue to adjust our team and bring in the right people to cover those um, to cover those beats and um, cover them very quickly. Yeah, it's uh, you know the, the the rate thing you bring that up. It's interesting. I was just talking to another, um, <clears throat> let's just say. <clears throat> older person like myself, that there are generations, there's a generation of loan officers, we were just talking about this, about taking loans into their pipeline and not locking them. Um, and they're, and they're, you know, they're just basically not locked and they drive ops yeah. crazy and it drops everybody crazy, drives everybody crazy. And I'm, I'm saying to them, you know, the reason you're doing this is you're not hedging the market because Dodd-Frank, it doesn't matter. You're, you're, the, you're the biggest dummy in the room if your whole pipeline's not locked because you don't make any more money. By having it be unlocked, I mean, you're not hedging the market. You can't make any more. You make what you make, you know, and they're just doing it, you know, because they're lazy. But the main reason they're doing it is they've never actually seen the rates go up. So they haven't been caught, you know, with a whole pipeline full of stuff that went up 1%. You know, and it's funny that you bring that up. It's, there's a generation of loan officers that have honestly never really seen the rates go up. There's, there's also a generation of reporters. We had a very serious conversation <laughs> last year yeah. of a, a reporter that had been with Housing Wire for five years and didn't know what a rising rate environment was and just like how that was going to impact the coverage and what, what storylines and who she needed to be talking to to effectively cover a rising rate environment. Now, now the last year has played out a little bit different than uh, we thought it was last summer, but uh, it was a it's very funny to, to kind of think that um, people who started their career in the last decade have just seen nothing but um, rates go down. Whether you're a originator, a real estate agent, or a reporter covering agents and uh, and originators. So 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 for loan officers, for agents, we could go we could go any place any place you want. Your 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 thumb, your whole hand is is really on the pulse of what's going on. Um, what do you, this is a broad question, but you know technology. Uh, the the agents, everybody's up in arms right now with the lead gen. People are, uh, you know, I teach by the way, very uh, relationship based. Uh, selling. Um, I teach that your job is, you know, not to write contracts or do loans. I teach that your job is to find people who know people who need those services, become best friends with them and get them to refer the people to you. I teach people your job is to get referrals, Yep. which means the technology for me has never really been a big deal. I, that's not really my client base, big lead gen people, but there's a whole subset of our world. And I'm going to call it our, cause you're in it with me our world of loan officers and real estate agents that have built massive, massive platforms, spending a lot of money, you know, on lead gen every month that I'm seeing almost daily trying to run away from it because of all the press, um, you know, just call it around Zillow, but we don't have to talk about Zillow, but around the press of lead gen. What do you, what, what do you see with that? What do you, what's your, your crystal ball? What are you watching go down right in front of you? So, so our like driving force at Housing Wires is, is moving markets forward, and for for us that means the the markets that we cover that we care about are the the mortgage and real estate market. So any news or information we can cover or themes or storylines over the long term that will help our audience move markets forward is something we care about. One of the themes that we've spent a lot of time kind of developing and, and thinking about and writing on for the last three years has been digital plus local. And I think that digital plus local theme 
kind of a, is directly aligned with that that ethos you're talking about of the originator's job is to drive referrals. And uh, I think that the the best originators we're seeing in today's market have an extremely solid foundation in their in their local community. They have those personal relationships and they know how to drive referrals and they it's not all about the it's not all about the um, the 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 digital mortgage or the, the digital advertising process. They're not running consumer direct um, models. This is about like actually knowing realtors and knowing their kids' names and maybe being involved in schools and uh, and really having that local presence, but having digital processes that enable them to be more effective and more impactful than their, than their, their peers that haven't adopted the technology or digital processes. So uh, as, as we think about what the news we want to cover, the originators that we want to talk to, the storylines that will help the mortgage originator be around for decades and, and centuries to come. Um, we think that digital plus local uh, focus and enablement and just mindset is, is extremely important to what we're all trying to achieve here. So we, we could do mic drop and end it right now. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Clayton and I just met each other, but that, he's like uh, my brother from another mother, basically what he just said. You know, Clayton, I used to say years ago when I used to do training and uh, uh, for loan officers, and I would say um, um, high-tech, low-touch equals little money, like you'd have a problem. If you just yep. spend all your money on tech and low-touch, now it's high-tech, high-touch, which is exactly what you just said. And the way I describe it, you know, everyone has these origination platforms where – they're dumping people into their quote unquote online app at 100 miles an hour without even thinking about it. And, you know, I call that thing a steel ball. And what I say to people is, is your job is to put a fur coat on that steel ball, meaning I want you to use a steel ball, but you're throwing a consumer in there and then you're asking them, you know, what your, what your kids' ages are. And they're like, why? Why are you even asking me like this? And you just tossed them in there to be efficient. Okay. <laughs> and you're really not efficient because your pull through is horrible. You know, because you're throwing people in and it's not going through. And I just want to paraphrase, um, you know, I knew exactly what what Clayton was saying when he said digital plus local. I want to just paraphrase that digital plus local means high tech, high touch, meaning use yep. the technology, but get your butt out of your chair and be in the community, meaning and if you use both, um, not to put words in your mouth, but that's what you're seeing the most successful loan officers, they are using both. They're leveraging both correctly. Is that a fair paraphrase for what you just said? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, can't, I mean, the people that I feel like are in a, are in a dangerous spot right now are the, the originators who have been so high touch, they've had their head in the sand on technology and technology is changing our industry. It's going to continue to, but it's not the difference between changing an industry and completely disrupting a job category are, are very different. And uh, for a job category in this circumstance, we're talking about originators and agents to continue being an extremely important part of the transaction. It you gotta have that 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 high focus on adopting the right tools to make you more efficient and make more money. Like, I mean, like being just a hundred percent high touch without technology, like a really high producing originator might be able to do X number of loans a month. Let's call it six. Um, but with the right, uh, with the right technology, they can do 12. Then that's, that's an amazing um, efficiency that for that, per, for that originator, for the income they're able to bring home for their family, for the profitability of their institution and the health of the overall industry. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great. I, I love I love the way you put that. Um, digital digital plus local, and and then you have people Clayton, where you just use the dinosaur. You know, the person taking the ten oh three on the paper. Yep. 
you also have a newer generation that have none of that and are all tech and making the same mistake by going all tech yeah. because they're thinking, oh, this is what people want. Mm, no, any of you all that have seen, uh, I think it's episode nine uh, of my podcast, Selling to the Millennial Buyer. If you've seen that one, you know, no, 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 no. They don't just want to be texted. Once they figure out what they want, they want high touch. They yep. want to completely trust you. They want to know all about that. Um, how about how about agents? What t- talk about agents a little bit about what I mean? They, I'm telling you right now. I get asked. I cannot tell you how many times I get asked. They are freaking out about technology. I mean, just freaking out with everything that's in the news. What would you What would you say to agents watching this? What would you say? What's the number one thing? The trend you're seeing? Um, where do they need to be? What do they need to be just pushing hard on right now? I think the the conversation we're having about loan originators and real estate agents is is, is really similar. It it takes that that um sorry what's your version digital plus local high high touch. I, I, high tech. I no I said high touch high tech. You know use high, both. High, yeah exactly. Yeah so the, the 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 lifeblood of the agent. The only reason like the agent will have a place in this industry for for decades to come is because of that high touch they they are often the the owner of the relationship the the best person in the the best constituent in the process the origination or the the home sale process at really building serious relationships with their their prospects and past clients and as you look at how technology could either threaten or enable real estate agents it it's if you don't continue the focus on high touch and continuing to be able to be that real point of contact and that that friend and confidant and advisor to the the homeowner or home seller or first time home buyer, th- then that job, the the real estate agent job, is, is really at risk. But some of the most basic yet interesting and empowering technology capabilities are tools that are helping us build stronger relationships and build bigger networks. And I mean, social media was the first at helping us take what traditionally you can manage 10, 15, 20 really close personal relationships and now have like 100 people that remember your name every week because they see you on your social feed or able to send them a Facebook message or or share interesting content on LinkedIn. Um, I, I it kind of brings me back to a, an internship I had in college. I worked for a financial advisor in UBS at, at UBS in Greensboro, North Carolina. She was incredible at going through the local Greensboro newspaper every single day and clipping out articles about her her clients' kids that um, hit a home run in their little league or uh, or got straight A's that are on a roll in high school and uh, and clipping them out, putting them in an envelope, and mailing them. Snail mail. Snail mail. Um, but social media and then the marketing tools that are that are being adopted by top performing real estate agents today are enabling that same level of human human interaction with the same with the same degree of care um, if you use them properly. Now the risk is automation, and I think that there's some things that can be automated and processes that are amazing. But if you if you automate your client relationships, then you're just you're setting the stage for for what ultimately is disruption and what makes agents lose sleep. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna clip. I'm gonna clip and I'm gonna quote that. I'm gonna put your name on there. If you <laughs> automate, that's no, a great way. If you automate your customer relationships, 
you're running a huge risk. And you know, it's funny. I, I talk I talk about social media all the time. And and I'm like, look, if your whole social media is filled, if you're an agent and it's filled with your listings, people are literally hitting unfollow. They don't want to see it. You think, oh, I sold a house one time 18 months ago because it was on there. Okay, good. What's happened since then is you've been unfollowed by 72 people or 7,200 people. Yep. Because what they want to see is your kid in the soapbox derby or the uh, filet you had last night for dinner. They don't want to see your listings in there. And then there's this other big, huge push with social media, which I think is just phenomenal where, you know, it's all automated. They're just paying someone to put the posts in there. Right. And, and everyone's posts all look the same. and It looks so fake. Again, unfollow. You know, and I tell them, I'm like, look, this isn't that hard. If you have a droid or an iPhone, you literally just open the app and post something. This is not that hard. And you don't even have to. You know, we're not talking about an essay worth of content. You know, you don't need that. You just need to stay in front of them. And it's it's uh, it's really cool that you said that. Um, and I, I wasn't kidding when I said I want to use it because I try to make the point all the time. And people sit in front of me with these big, massive eyes like that just spent 500 bucks, you know, paying a Facebook <laughs> consultant, you know, to to do all their stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you could have paid me zero. And I could have done that for you in about one second. <laughs> you know, I could have literally gone through your feed and said, take that, that, that out and add these five things. And where do you yep. see the interaction you get? You know, and, and I think it's a core um, it's a core uh, uh, thing with people where it's not that they're not really understanding what their job is. And their job really isn't to sell houses. Their job is to get referrals. And if they thought about it that way, you know, if their job was to make I, I call it making a set of NBFs or new best friends, you know, you look at it totally differently. So what do you think about the, uh, I mean, let's just go there. It's the elephant in the room. Everyone freaking out about Zillow right now. They're all a bunch of freak shows. Oh, Zillow has been taking all of our data forever. They're a sleeping giant. They've been waiting. Now they're going to take all of our sales and they're going to take all of our mortgages. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? So <laughs> as a as a, so part of my background, I was an investment banker at Royal Bank of Canada at an M&A advisory. And part of my view on, on Zillow actually coming into the, the transaction is it's a, unless they do it at incredible scale, it's a very tough business decision for a public company. It's companies that monetize on digital advertising and lead gen and that recurring revenue that comes from those channels. Um, trade at a higher multiple than a mortgage originator. So becoming it jumping into the origination channel and potentially changing the the category that Wall Street sees their this public company as could, could be really dangerous at, at a board level and at a shareholder value level unless they come in with massive like aggressive scale. scale. Yeah. And and you listen to since their recent leadership change and you listen to what San Humphreys is saying, the the projections that they're giving Wall Street right now aren't at massive scale. So th that's what really kind of leads me to like potentially believe some some of the language in their in their reporting that this is something that in, enables their um their their home valuation process and, and improves the the lead quality and creates a little bit of like liquidity in the market. I kind of thinking them as like a market maker and a public equity if they can if they can clear homes um that that People just need to urgently get off their personal balance sheet. Um, then uh, that might that might improve the health of the market a little bit. That said, if I'm an originator or an agent, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely cautious and not building my whole business model around any single partner. Be, be that be that Zillow or the $500 a month um, Facebook consultant. And I think that if you 
every originator, every agent, every loan originator, it has to think of themselves as, as building a business. And um, just as I don't place 100% of my business at Housing Wire, all, all that risk with, with one supplier, or one vendor, um, I, I wouldn't do that if I was an originator either. And um, so that's some of my view there. So, so, so you're basically saying the same thing we talked about sort of off camera, and that is, is if you own your customer and you're the go-to source for your customer, you really shouldn't be scared of any technology. And then you very eloquently, uh, people are going to love this show, by the way, you very eloquently put that, hey, you know, you need to spend your time doing this. If you spend your time doing this, you're good, but you need to be aware of the technology and you need to yep. use the technology, but not overuse the technology. That is a huge Huge issue I'm seeing right now. Um, loan officers and agents, obviously, they want to be efficient um, or they want to try to do it the easiest way possible. And there's a line you cross. And once you cross that line, you start losing business all the time. You know, I, I do this little drill and I, uh, with, with top producing loan officers all the time. And what I do is I take, uh, I call it credit pulls. So people you pull credit on. Um, minus what I call can't do's, meaning you can't do the loan. Their, their, their credit is subpar or they can't close within a certain amount of time uh-huh. divided by closings in a 12-month okay. period. Okay, what's that percentage? And so you could have a delta of like 400 credit pulls. And I look at them and go, well, where'd those people go? Like literally, like where are they? Like, I mean, no, 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 no. Like really, like where are they? Like what would happen if you took that percentage up 4%? How many more loans was that? And they just look at me like freaking out. Right. And I'm like, let me tell you where those people are. I guarantee you those people are gone, A, because you didn't follow up and follow through, but B, because you threw them into some te- technology, left them alone in a steel room, and they got cold and left. And they just kind of look at me. And I go, you want to start making some calls? Let's call some people. Let's see who already bought a house. Let's see who already has a loan. Let's see who. And they're just like, you know, sitting there looking at me. But those numbers have gone significantly up with technology. You know, years ago, with that technology not there, you had a very involved agent and a very involved loan officer on top of clients, and that pull-through number was much higher. Now that pull-through so, so, number is, dro- is dropping. Sorry, go ahead, Clayton. So I have a question for you. So in, in those re- in those conversations you're having with originators, you're seeing 400 credit pools kind of just, just go to the wayside. Vaporize, are, yeah. Are, are those people that are already working 70 hours a week and don't have any time to make those phone calls or are those the people who are kind of sitting at their desk waiting for someone to walk in the door so both. what what both okay. both it's a it's a, it's a follow up and follow through the best loan officers have the biggest challenges because they're getting the most leads mm-hmm. okay and you know the best loan officers that have systems for that a lot of the people that I work with have great systems for that they're super uber top producers and of course their agent partners line up to work with them because they're really helping their agents percentage of pull through go through the roof but it's interesting because what I find the culprit every time when I dig in if I do a consult and I'm in someone's office for a day like a top you know loan officer closing 40 50 loans a month and I'm in their office for a day with all their people the culprit when I am done if there is a bullseye and that we put it up on the wall, the culprit in the middle of that bullseye is technology because they threw the people in there and thought that technology was going to hold them there. You know, oh, well, they're in there, so we're good. Oh, they're going to get an automated email every four days saying, yo, yo, what's up? I know you're still looking for houses. We're here for you. Nobody cares. They don't care Uh, about that. Automating the customer relationship. That's exactly, exactly right, 100%. And, and, and and, And some of that technology... Some of the really good loan officers and honestly good agents in the country have fallen prey 
um, to to that and used it and literally overused it and crossed the line. Yep. And now we're going, we're coming back when I'm doing some of these consults with agents and loan officers, and I, we're we're just backing it up. And and again, I use the I use the thing. Hey, it's a steel ball. We got to put a fur coat on this baby. Like this thing needs to be warm. You know, there there needs to be a way to make this warm for the customer. It's fine to use it. You got to use it. You're going to be more efficient. I think you said six loans to 12 to be more efficient. You know, you got to use it, but you can't literally put them in there naked, you know, in, in, in a cold room because they don't know. I mean, I, the, the best example ever, the funniest example ever is if your dad watches this, he will laugh. Okay, if he's around, um, he'll, he'll laugh. But years ago, we used to, we, we, we had to get kids' ages. Okay, we had to get that for FHA and VA because if both parents worked, it was a debt. Child care was a debt. Yep. And you literally had to ask and put it on there. And it went into their, I know loan officers are going to go, what the hell are you talking about, Joel? <laughs> their back ratio. There was two ratios, not just a DTI. There was a front and a back. And, and you realize we're still asking customers for that. Most loan programs don't even care. You don't even need it. But it's still in there. We're still asking them. So we threw them in the steel ball, and we're asking them all kinds of whacked-out questions that they don't even think they have to answer. And some of them get fed up and leave the steel ball and disappear, and they're gone. And if they're working with an agent that's not great at holding them in, these people are in the wind. They're completely gone. You know, So it's just it's funny. I mean, we're, 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 we're speaking the exact same language. I'm just in the dirt. I'm seeing it. You know, I'm sitting there with the calculator going, look at how many people disappeared, and people want to throw up on themselves. So when you're talking to that top originator who's uh-huh. doing 40 or 50, they obviously have a goal. If they're talking to you, they have a goal in mind. What do they want to get? They want to get to 60, 100? Like, what, what are uh, they trying to? I mean, the people that I work with, uh, we we are, I'm very controlled. I'll, I'll go out five years. You know, if we're closing uh-huh. 30, we want to get to 36. I'm all units. I don't care about volume. It's all units. That's what controls yep. everything. And we are very, very tactically, but with a ironclad strategy marching up. Every year, if I sit down, if a client sits down with me and said, I close 30 loans a month, I want to close 60 loans a month next year, I will look at them and say, absolutely not, never happening, not going to happen, you have the wrong guy, let me refer you to somebody else. Because uh-huh. if you do it my way, it's never going to happen. Because we want a predictable business, you know, very predictable. But, but you know, and that's, that's a trend that I see as well uh, when I talk to loan officers and real estate agents that are freaking out. Uh, one of the trends I see, uh, you know, oh, technology, oh, this, oh, that. I said, look, there's one trend that's coming, and that is a guerrilla loan officer, and you're working for him. You know what I mean? Because you can't hang anymore. You you know, and same thing with agents. Like you can't hang with your own business, even though you should be able to. You know, yep. because it's the old what is it? The eighty twenty rule. Eighty percent, twenty percent of people do eighty percent of the business. I think in mortgage and real estate, it might be the ninety two eight rule. Probably. You know what I mean? If you look at the average transactions <laughs> yeah. per year, you know, if the average agent for NAR, same, yeah, same with agents. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the same deal. Um, so. When, so when you're talking, so when you're helping someone get to, to, to 30 to 35 to 40 over, or, or a, fi, a five-year plan, and I, when I've listened to your podcast, a lot of your guests have – they have other responsibilities. They have, they have kids. They have spouses. They're involved in the community. How are – like I imagine a lot of them are hitting a time bandwidth. And as, a, as an entrepreneur myself, I often think about, all right, well, we, we're going to keep growing this business, but I'm already working uh, for a lot right. of hours every week. So, so how do I continue to grow and how do I develop operating leverage to keep the business charging forward? How are, what are some of the, the blocking and tackling that you're advising LOs on? Is it, is it more LO loan officer assistance? Is it, um, or is it all in, in the process? And like these individuals can become that much more impactful. 
Well, the, the analogy I always use is I always say to people, do you ever watch the uh, Summer Olympics? And they say, yeah. And I say, have you ever seen re- relay racing? And they'll say, yeah. And I'll say, by the way, those races are not won between the lines. They're won at the baton pass. They're won handing off the baton. And the baton is the customer. And so as the customer goes through your system, what are you doing at the handoff? What's happening? How's it going through? And I usually reverse engineer is what I do. I sit down. We do job descriptions for the t- uh-huh. people that are already on the team, which, by the way, none of them ever have. Agents don't have them. Loan officers don't have them. I ask them for them, and people look like they want to kill me. I'm like, look, you hired me, okay? You knew this was coming. You know, if you want to get from here to here, by the way, and not work anymore, you want to raise your hourly rate, which is what it's all about, um, you know, we have, to, we have to start by looking at that. And then I have them do their job description, and it's amazing. You know, and if I do, if somebody wants to compensate me to do what I call the Joel mini cam, mini LO cam, which is not cheap, but I'll sit in their office all day and watch them. If they can take what happens at 5 o'clock, it's very eventful because I'm just going to watch. And I'm going to take notes and go, let me tell you what you did today. Let me tell you how much stuff you did today that was income-producing activity <laughs> to build your business. By the way, it was 27 minutes you know, out of the nine hours that you worked or whatever. <laughs> but it's really – look, most great loan officers, incredible great loan officers are very good at influencing. They're good at getting people to like them. They're also highly technical. They can do both. Uh, they, they, they can get the loan closed and package it, and they can also get it. Um, yep. But that doesn't mean that they're great at running a business. And that's, you know, for me, I, I more specialize. I'm not really a coach. I'm a business partner. You don't pay half to. I can come in and look at it and start structuring. A lot of people have the wrong people in the wrong jobs. You know, as soon as we do job descriptions, I'm like, what? We have to, that person, wah, you know, no. You know, this is why. Because you have the wrong person. I know she's great. I know she's awesome. I'm not advocating getting rid of her at all. I'm just saying she's in the wrong job. You know, you, you need this person. It's very common. We'll switch. We'll take two people and we'll switch them or three people will switch them. Or, you know, over time we start interviewing, you know, for new bodies to bring them in. But uh, I have a very specific way I do it. Um, I customize to the client because I work with a lot of really big producers. So I I customize to the client. But the core of what we're doing is pretty much the same, meaning the flow of how that loan comes in, what happens when it comes in, what's said, who's talked to, then it goes, dunk. The one thing we do is we never delegate core activities. A lot of loan officers and agents make that mistake all the time. I love it. The agents are like, yeah, Joel, I want you to meet my team. And I'll say, well, cool. How many transactions did you sell last year? And they'll say, did you send, uh, did you do last year? And they'll say to me, I did 12 million. I'm like, no, no, that's not the question I asked. How many houses did you sell last year? And they'll tell me 12 million again. And I'll go, come on. How many, you know, because I'm just getting at the units. I don't care about the volume because someone in LA is going to be different than someone in Syracuse, New York. You know, so I'll get to the volume and then they'll tell me they have five people on their team. And I'll be like, what is everyone doing? You guys sold 18 houses. What is going on? I'm like, five people? You guys should be selling 180 houses. You know, what's everyone doing? And they're all just running around doing who knows what. You know, and that's why they bring me in here because they're great salespeople. They're great at real estate. But, you know, they're not great at necessarily running a business. And let's face it, the best loan officers in the country – the best real estate agents in the country are running businesses. They could be selling pencils, computers, glasses. You know, their prod, their product happens to be a loan or a house, and that's sort of what we do. But it's really it, – it, technology is always part of it, but I always work from a place where all the batteries died, and then we work backwards. I'm like, if there's no plan for all the batteries die, if you call me and you tell me, Joel, I couldn't do that because my battery died, we're in a big fight. And when I see you, we're going to be in a big fight. You know, you better be able to have it automated old school and, you know, new school. But 
Um, the best the best loan officers in the country, you know, for the most part, they are business people. The best agents in the country, they are business people. They understand that their competition is really pretty weak. I mean, I'll just say that it is. Um, you know, they can just mow them down by 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 working harder and working smarter. So it's a long. We could do that for you know ten hours, meaning to really answer your question. I wasn't trying to be evasive, but it's a super broad question. No, I I, I know it's a it's a big question and yeah. very nuanced for every originator. But uh, it's interesting for me to kind of hear more about your interactions with originators and agents, since uh, I, I get I have the pleasure of speaking to origina- originators and agents all day long. But the conversation with media and a coach or a business partner is yeah. a little bit different. So it's interesting to hear uh, the perspective that you gain through that. Well, yeah, and what's was so cool, everybody. I'm looking at the clock, and I know Clayton was supposed to be here live, and the reason he's not is he's got something to do. So I don't want to run him over his hard stop, but you know, we could have literally, when I said mic drop and we could have cut this off, I want you to go back. If you're watching this podcast or listening to it, I want you to go back and listen again to to to, to Clayton talking about the the digital and local or what I call. He said digital and local. I, I called it a high, a high touch, high tech, which are both great descriptions. Uh, I might steal digital and local. Actually, I might like that better. So. I'll, I'll I'll quote you on that, but uh, I, I might actually steal that. But 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 this is a guy whose pulse is. Uh, I mean, I would say Housing Wire from a digital perspective, from an online perspective. You guys are it. You guys are probably one of the number one. You know, implodometer. That's over. Not many places are imploding anymore. But you know, that's where people are going to get yep. their news. That's where people are going to get. Uh, you know, the pulse of what's going on. And he's basically saying, "Hey, you got to use technology, but you can't ignore." The relationship is that a good That's paraphrase? Spot on. Yeah. Um, and and what do you recommend? You know, I tell people all the time, real quick. Um, how often does how often is Housing Wire? You know, I tell people to be educated all the time. I use BASOI, be a source of information. I learned that from my first boss, Pat Casey, if you're listening. You can smile right now, you know, all the time. And, you know, years ago what I used to do is, you know, when Mashable started, I used to either read the paper or I'd go in and just read a bunch of stuff. So I was educated. How often do you guys update this stuff on Housing Wire? If we're, if people are watching this and they're 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 like, ooh, Housing Wire, cool. I need to look at that more. How often are you guys updating articles? How does that work? Yeah, so we have different segments of our audience that have told us that they want information on on a different cadence. So our our organization, we have an independent news, <clears throat> excuse me, independent newsroom of editors and reporters, and we're we're writing ten to fifteen articles a day. So there's okay. a lot of new content on on housingwire.com and our social media feeds on Facebook and Twitter, and a little bit more um, curated on on LinkedIn. Um, but we what we do is we have newsletters for respective segments of our audience. So our, our core newsletter is a daily update that comes out twice today it's a lot of content but it's meant more focused for the the lending executives and the the corporate leaders who are relying on a constant flow of information to, to do their jobs and make the decisions their organizations need. Uh, in the last year, we've really ramped up our focus on news at a cadence that originators and real estate agents are looking for. So last year, we launched a new newsletter uh, called Lending Life, and we had a few focus groups brought in originators that, hey, what do you want? When do you want it? How can we help you? And, and they told us, we need news two days a week. Um, we need to be the most informed originator in our community when we go out and talk to agents, and we need to be the most informed originator in our office when we have our weekly sales meeting. So we're going to, all right, we're going to give you a newsletter right before each of those occurrences, and um, and put o- only in that newsletter is the information you need to be a smarter loan originator. So lending life, visit housingwire.com, 
Um, click on newsletters in the top right corner and you'll have the opportunity to sign up. It's a free complimentary newsletter just for loan originators. What about agents? Start, starting May 1st. So uh, ah. I don't know when we- By the way, this isn't a setup, people. I didn't know this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> We've- um, we're launching a, a newsletter and community just for real estate agents. So uh, we w- went through a long recruiting process and hired a great editor. Her name is KK Halley. She's been writing for Bloomberg and Forbes for 15 years, covering news for real estate agents. She joined Housing Wire right now. She's in an intense market research mode. She's talking to 100 agents in the month of April, um, wow. learning everything they care about and want to know. And um, starting in May, we have a new newsletter launching um, called Open House. Uh, again, it's a two day a week newsletter, um, one midweek and one on Sunday for a little reading material before your open house and uh, just for real estate agents. So uh, when that's we, free, when we at- that's free. All they got to do is go on housingwire.com, go up in the right hand corner. Boom. I know the real estate thing isn't out yet, yep. but for the loan officers, it's free. It's free. Yep. Bol- bol- so no reason free. not to do it. Yeah, no, no reason not to do it at all. We're not going to blow up your inbox. It's a two-day-a-week two newsletter just for you. And the cool part about it is we send our newsletters, our, our niche newsletters, directly from the editor. So if you like something, don't like it, respond and tell them. And um, if, you, if you have a tip or an insight or a perspective or um, or you just want to call us out for a typo, um, respond, to, <laughs> respond to the newsletter and let us know. We have a, just like we're kind of talking about the industry here about having a high, high touch relationships. We want the same with our audience. And, um, and it's not always uh, easy to send out a newsletter to tens of thousands of recipients and, um, and get individual responses. But, but we do it because we know it's the right thing for what we're trying to accomplish here at Housing Wire. That's awesome. Okay, well, everybody, Clayton Collins today, CEO and President of Housing Wire. Clayton, this was awesome. Sorry, I didn't get to meet you at live time, but we'll set another one up. We'll get you here in the studio in D.C. Um, Clayton coming to us from Dallas and uh, great guest. Listen, everybody, when you uh, there's a lot of really great material in here. Uh, so. Like I always say, Big Joel Show, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening and watching. Um, if you like what you saw, uh, you know, uh, please let us know on YouTube or we're on every major uh, platform there is. And again, Clayton, thank you so much. I know you had a busy day today, but we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you from me and all the listeners. Thank you. Hey, Joel, my pleasure. Pleasure talking to you. Look forward to meeting you in person soon. All right. Bye-bye.